0: This is what keeps me from having to be alone with my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, because that's the worst. You are listening to True Crime Fiction, feeding your addiction to the best of the written and the spoken word in crime. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as one pound at patreon.com slash fiction. We all like to think that we know people, that we make good choices, that we are ethical in our behaviour. And strangely, although never stated, it is the tension between how we would wish to see ourselves and the reality of whom we actually are, which is at the centre of believe her. Lemonata's short yet calmly forceful six-part podcast follows the story of criminalised survivor Nikki Adamando, a loving mother who was convicted of shooting her husband, apparently in his sleep. Nikki's story feels like it should be fairly cut and dried. Her husband inflicted extreme violence on her. Heating up a metal spoon and pressing it to her genitalia Is just one horrific act in a long list of bruises, strangulation marks and rapes, many of which were recorded and uploaded onto Pornhub. The list of witnesses is also long. There is a midwife and forensic nurse practitioner who documented Nikki's injuries. The therapist who watched the revenge porn the police who also did the same, the parents of other kids who saw the bruises, who remained concerned about Nicky's welfare for years. There can be very little doubt that Nicky was the victim of a sustained and escalating violence, and killed her husband when he threatened the ultimate form of control by killing her, taunting her that her children would be left alone. It feels very clearly like self-defence, rather than murder. However, that was not the way the police, lawyers, judge and jury saw the situation. Burns on her genitals became razor rash. Previous sexual assaults by other men Nikki crossed paths with were evidence of a pattern of lying. Bringing her children up vegetarian and wanting in-laws to ring before they came round became acts of control, Revenge porn was the outcome of liking it kinky, and, well, if it was as bad as she said it was, why didn't she leave? All the while her husband, trained in violence and control as an expert martial artist, can literally do no wrong. All of his behaviours explained away as innocent, misinterpreted, or an outright lie. Every trope about battered women in the misogyny playbook comes into play in Nikki's trial, splitting the perception of her in the community in which she had raised her children. And this is when Believe Her comes to its central conclusion. The only way a victim of domestic abuse can get justice is if she is dead which goes hand in clammy hand with the idea that women can only be truly believed to be victims of sexual assault if they have lived a totally unblemished, virtually monastic life. Society is just unable to accept anything else. However, while the podcast puts forward compelling evidence for this statement, it does not delve further into why the reasons for this are so complex and nuanced. Those who doubt Nikki, or even blame her, are interviewed, and we hear from them, as we so often hear now that they just did not believe a man like her husband, kind, charming and nice, could behave in such a way. It is at this point that we get to what is the ego conceit that is at the centre of the whirlpool of misogyny we currently experience around domestic abuse and rape. That we as individuals can know the deepest secrets of others' hearts, the insecurities and jealousies that only play out in the most private and intimate of relationships, the few places where all our real selves are on show. It does not appear to matter how many family annihilators wipe out the existence of the people they are meant to love the most. Shocked colleagues and neighbours still talk about what a nice, quiet man he was, We still do not believe that if we as individuals have judged a person to be safe, that maybe we are not seeing everything, so majestically omnipresent we consider ourselves to be. We need the smallest amount of information to make this judgement, With Chris Grover, it was being a gymnastics coach. Being seen by parents behaving well at his job on a weekly basis meant many could not believe that behind closed doors, in secret, he was also an abuser. Just as for some, being seen on a cinema screen provides exactly the same protection. It appears that because the general public cannot fathom the idea that they may not know someone they see on a regular basis fully, That abused women have to suffer our inability to admit that we might not know everything, or always be the best judge of those we have fleeting or parasocial relationships with. That most of the time we only see small fractions of the people around us. Our lack of humility when it comes to our own opinions means men are innocent by dint of being familiar, and women are only innocent when dead, you have been listening to True Crime Fiction, the podcast that is feeding your addiction to all things crime. You can find our website at true crime fiction.com, on Twitter at true crime fiction, on Facebook true crime fiction. Please rate and review on the podcast app of your choice. Music is by Kitty Kitty Meow Meow.